Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. We got our Steelers all-time Super Bowl offense in the books. It's time to turn things over to the most important side of the ball if you're a Steelers fan. If you're a Steelers fan, The defense. These are the guys that were the lifeblood, the backbone, the DNA of all the Super Bowl winning teams. You can say of all six. All of them were defense first. No question, right? Yeah, no question. I'd even say the one that they lost was probably defense first, too. But oh, well, the yeah, offense they, had a, starting, they had the defensive player of the year. But that the year. offense was starting to catch up at that point because Ben was starting to yeah, really I mean, get going. You could say the only time that that could have been not the case was in somehow if they made it in 2014, 15, 16, 17, yep. in that era. But they never did it. They never did it. <clears throat> Kind of tells you exactly what you need to know, honestly, if you're a Steelers about fan, about team, how yeah. you want your DNA to look uh, when you're uh, looking at your Steelers team. You want that defense first. So this is uh, – it's interesting. There are spots on this list that I think are going to be tough when we're coming up with our defensive players. But then I also think since they're just so dominant at a lot of positions, like there's guys that are so clearly dominant that – can you really it's argue not going to be that it. hard. Yeah, it's not going to be that hard. So, we, was it 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12. I got 12 positions here because we're going to do two, a couple D tackles, a couple of. You know, we're not Is that doing, allowed? We're not doing a 3 4 or 4 3. We're just going to throw 12 guys here against them. Right. We got four defensive backs, we got four linebackers, and we got four guys on the defensive line. Is that fair? Does four, everybody four, say four that's it? fair? Yeah, I mean, okay. All right, let's start up. I ha- you'll never. You'll never hear me be upset about naming all-time great Steelers. Let's start up front. Okay. Defensive end. I got to go with L.C. Greenwood first and foremost. Uh, I think he's the best defensive end in Steelers history. You're looking at me like I, I'm crazy. This is for, part of you. This is where you say I'm right or I'm wrong. I don't think agree, when this team that got its identity from the 70s and calling itself the Seal Curtain any of those guys on the team should be left out on should, that team. Should not be should left, not out. Be left yeah. out. Those guys that are responsible for the the number one namesake or the number one moniker of this team, the Steel Curtain. You can throw in, oh, Blitzburg is the modern. It doesn't matter. It will never hold the same weight as the Steel Curtain because you'll, you'll still hear people refer to current Steelers teams and their defense as the Steel Curtain. And so you can't leave any of those guys off of this team. <clears throat> and it L- starts with Elsie. 
LC, six-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, 78 sacks. He's the top five sack getter in the Steelers franchise history. Hall of Fame All-1970s team member, but, but not, not in, in the, the Hall, Hall of Fame, fame right. because of the fatigue of Steel Curtain football. It has to be, right? Yep, it has to be. So when Donnie Shell got in a couple of years ago, you were thinking it's just LC that's left? Just LC, I think, that is still out there as far as the legit Hall of Famers on that defense mm-hmm. side of the ball, but... Yeah, I go with L.C. Greenwood. I mean, again, can you name a defensive end that's better than him in Steelers history? I don't think you can. Defensive end. Obviously, and not defensive pass line rushers because he was a pass yeah, rusher. Right, 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 right. But I'm talking you line up on the outside with your hand in the dirt. Defensive end. I, I don't think you can get much better than L.C. He was an absolute force. Our first D-tackle. Can you have any idea where I might be going with this one? I don't, Tom. Why don't you make it as obvious as the sky being blue and the grass being green? Ziggy Hood. Nice. From that year we played in that Super Bowl against the Packers. Good pick. He was the rookie pick that year? I think so. Mean Joe Green, obviously. The the face of the Steelers franchise. The the face of it all. He's the best player in franchise history. Best player in franchise history. Obviously, he's your one starting D-tackle. Your D-tackle number one. And he's, again, we've got some mix of modern versus old school players in this Still don't think we're going to find a player on this list better than Mean Joe Come Green on. to this day. Across the board. Across the board. Even when you get into the modern eras and the Harrisons and, and the both Troys sides of the ball. both sides of the ball. He was so damn dominant and, and a culture changer. So, a guy that, that, again, they won, they started winning when Franco came in. Right. But Noel and Mean Joe were really started, the culture he were changers. The, they were the base pieces. No question. I mean, he was so good, Tom, at North Texas – they changed their team name to the Mean Green. Like you, 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 you it just doesn't happen. You talk about Mel Blunt gets a rule named after him. Heinz Ward gets a rule named after him. You don't see nicknames of teams be changed because of how dominant. Granted, he didn't go to like is. Kentucky or Alabama. He went to North Texas, which is a great marketing idea from North Texas. By the way, like, how do you put North Texas on the map? You name him after the Mean after Joe one Green, of the best players, best players ever. of all time. Yeah. yeah. Now, now people will always remember Mean Joe Green went to North Texas, and everybody remembers that North, North Texas, Texas is right. a thing. I mean, Joe Green also had a nice career coaching, by the way. You, people forget that. Like, he was on staff, so I think he was down in Miami on a staff at one point. Mm. Imagine being that that guy as your head coach if you're a defensive lineman. Or not your head coach, but you know what I mean. Like, your position Just group on coach. your like, staff. Like, yeah. you have to go into your position group meeting for the defensive line. And, and if mean, you mess mean Joe up, Green is the one that's up there. If you mess up, oh, my God. All right, now my second D-tackle. I decided to go with Big Snack here. I, li- I like it. I think Casey Hampton... Would have been a very fun person to watch play next to me, Joe Green. That big blob of just blocking I like and, it. and stuffing the run. Uh, great player, you know? I think a player that doesn't exist anymore in the NFL. And, like, who's the... Would you say the closest to him is Jordan Davis, the guy who came out of Georgia last year just as a big... I think Jordan just, Davis is, like, faster, though. Yeah, right. right. And, like, he's more athletic. Mm-hmm. And, and, honestly... Jordan Davis is massive, but he was probably smaller than Casey Hampton was. Yeah, just for sure. Big, I don't think you'll massive. ever see a guy play as efficiently as Casey Hampton did at that size. First-round draft pick out of Texas was a dominant force in the middle of that 3-4 Steelers defense for Dick LeBeau and the Super Bowls in 2005 and 2008. I was trying to think of another D-tackle that you might be able to throw there. Cam Hayward's obviously my choice if we're doing an all-time team. 
to be the guy next to Mean Joe on that line because I think he is the second best mm-hmm. defensive lineman in the history of the Steelers, Cam Hayward. But you haven't played in the Super Bowl, and I'm so right. sorry about that, Cam, oh, because I terrible. want you to more than anything. And because if he gets there, he's on. He he immediately makes that list, right? If he gets there and plays in it, like if he gets there and is yeah, a well, starter, in it, yeah. If he so, if he I mean, does like, the AB thing where he's just there, like it's for Tampa Bay or for or even for the Steelers, the Packers yeah, that's game, that's a good like point. wide receiver three or something or four. I I'm still of the opinion, Tom, that if Cam does retire without a ring with this team, he'll go down as the greatest Steeler, maybe number two. To, you, I'm trying to think right now. Who's the best? Who is it? I mean, different side of the football, but same in the trenches. In the trenches, different side Dermonte. of the ball. Yeah, that's a good one. You could even say Pounce, too, is right up there. I mean, but Dermonte's better than Pounce. Dermonte's so better than Pounce. Hmm. I think it's Dermonte, Dawson, think. and Cam. Louis Lips is probably up there, too. He has a claim to it. As one of the better players to not win one. Yeah, like, I put him in the tier of Pouncey. Like with Rod Woodson, like I think he went and won one with Baltimore too. Right. So like, yeah, it's that's. But that's he did lose one. one with the Steelers. But and again, the way, and did, the way he came back, you remember how he went? We all know how he went down in Week One, came back and played in the Super Bowl. Yeah, best corner in Steelers history for sure that ever played that position. But we'll get there. But we'll get there. The and next then, defensive end. Oh, go ahead. What were you? Oh, say? I was going to say it should be in. in are we gonna have a debate here on the next def- on the last yeah. defensive end? Who do you think it is? It's gotta be Dwight White, right? I was thinking Dwight White. I was thinking Kiesel. I was thinking Aaron Smith. Aaron Smith. Maybe. I again, my original point was the three guys up front between Dwight, LC, and and Joe. You can't leave those three off. And then that fourth one, if you want to put a fourth lineman up there, you can do whatever you want with it. I don't care. But to me, those three, and apologies to Dwight White because Dwight White and LC both are omitted from the Hall of Fame and, in my opinion, both deserving to be there. LC for sure. LC for sure, but Dwight White probably— I'll put Dwight White in over Kiesel and Smith. Dwight White, four Super Bowls, uh, two Pro Bowls. Kiesel and Smith each went to a Pro Bowl piece, and both have two Super Bowl championships in their belt. Yeah, and LC made the all-decade team that— that in the 70s. Right. Dwight White didn't, but still deserving of his recognition. So I would I would say it's Dwight White, but if you want to do a little mix of modern and and old, I I wouldn't have too much pushback, but I think I have to respect Dwight White here. I think I agree, and I would put Dwight White, as I wrote it down in pen, cannot be changed. It is okay, it, has be, it has been but decided. All the love it in is the world. decided. To Brett Kiesel and, and Aaron Smith. Oh, I mean, personally, to me, I mean, those are the guys I grew up with. I mean, Aaron Smith that talked Brett about— Kiesel, bow and arrow, man. Simultaneously, like, so often talked about and yet still, like, the most underrated stealer maybe in the modern era, right? It's always said Aaron Smith is, was the most underrated guy on the Super Bowl teams in the modern era. How do you like combat that if it's always mentioned like was he that underrated, but somehow he really was? Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs, 
Yeah, like check out these hair. I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Moving on back to the linebackers. On the outside, I got Mr. James Harrison checking in. I mean, how could you I got not? No with He's that. a depoy, 100 yards interception return, one of the biggest plays in Super Bowl history. Uh, clearly made his impact felt when he played in the Super Bowl. Uh, has the ring to show for it. So mm-hmm. I, I got to go with James Harrison as one of the outside linebackers. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we just talked about this in our first episode that we did about the offense regarding the all-time team on that side of the ball. We mentioned James Harrison could have been the defensive – or not – he was the defensive player of the year that season, but could, could have been, have been MVP the, the MVP Bowl. of that Super Bowl. And oddly enough, would have been the first stealer on the defensive side of the football to win MVP. In a Super Bowl. In a Super Bowl. Yes. I mean, yeah, we, we – well, I don't know. Did Joe Green ever win MVP? Because we know the Steelers have a plethora of depoys – but a, the most MVP. depoys in the NFL's oh, history. Yeah. Nope, no MVPs. Just two defensive player of the year awards for him. For me, Joe. Oh, just two. Just two. Just two in four Super Bowls. <laughs> but it is true what you said. The Steelers have the most depoys in the history of the NFL. But and I think, he's but one, I think and, a couple. And, and Harrison is one of them. Harrison is one of them. And again, how can you argue the impact in the Super Bowl when he made that? Now, I will, I will bring up, I'll do this, that... Guys like, I mean, Stan Savern does not remember James Harrison more so for his exit and the betrayal to go to New England to to to, to chase a ring, and it kind of holds it against him. So I can understand why people would do that. I'm past that by now. I'm past it. Harrison was one of the greatest Steelers. Especially now, too, in with our Antonio youth, Brown trying to throw him under the bus. Yeah, in our youth growing up, he won. He helped win Super Bowls for us. He is a two-time Super Bowl champion. Uh I identify him as one of my, he played my on foundational Steelers. Played on all three. I like that. I like that because I mean I know the Steelers only won two in the modern era, but if you could say that you were there for all three, you were part of the best best stretch of Steelers yeah. football in the modern era. The other outside linebacker, it's it's got to be say? Jack. Hamm. It's Hammer. I mean, he's yeah. one of the best, if not the best, cover linebackers. I think on he the is because he finishes what like. NFL. 50 or 60 interceptions. He is uh, just a Hall of Famer in every sense of the word. You don't and, a, see and a great guy to boot, too. You don't see linebackers with those kind of numbers, even close to the numbers that Hammer finished with. I'm going to look up how many interceptions he had for sure. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see here. 32 interceptions. Is so I exaggerated, but still, you don't see uh, uh, over the course of what? Like a. 15-year career, you don't see linebackers with those numbers. From, you ready for this? From 1974 
1979, he made the first-team All-Pro team every single year. There you go. For six years straight, he yeah. was the first-team All-Pro outside linebacker. And, and I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, yeah. with four Super Bowl rings. So, yeah, Hammer is the clear choice. On the inside, your two inside linebackers. Okay, let's, well, let's get the with, obvious yeah. one out of the way again. 58. The old guy missing his teeth on the Sports Illustrated cover, Jack Lambert. And then the other one, his buddy on the inside. Where are you going? I went James Ferrier. You could give me Larry Foote, maybe. Well, I'm not going Larry Foote. Uh, I was going to go Andy Russell. Andy Russell's not bad, but Farrier, man. You want to talk about underrated Steelers. Oh, well, I don't think he's that underrated. James Farrier? I I mean, maybe in the grand scheme of things, over the course of the entire history of the team, for sure, but... From the 2000s on, or when he joined the team in what, 2000 and, what was it, 2001? He joined the team in 2002 after playing for the Jets for his first five years. So, from that point on, until the end of his tenure with the Steelers, he was as important as anybody. Maybe he didn't win. I meant, I meant underrated as far as like you were saying with Aaron Smith. Like now when you look no, back. No, see, I don't think, I disagree. Really? People, see, I think people think of a lot more people than they think before they think of Farrier. Oh, see, I think Farrier, to me, is is talked about just because he was the guy that the Steelers brought in. I will say. And, and the Jets were the team that said, oh, man, we wasted this pick on James Farrier. He's not going to do much for us. Let's just dump him off to Pittsburgh. And then he became the guy in Pittsburgh. So Andy Russell won two Super Bowls, just like mm-hmm. James Farrier did. Andy Russell was a Pro Bowler seven times yeah. to James Farrier's two. But, and this is why I'll give Farrier okay. the overall edge, Farrier made a first-team All-Pro, and Andy Russell never did. Never did. Getting on the first-team All-Pro is such a big accomplishment. That means that Absolutely. for a year you were the best inside linebacker in the Especially, NFL. Especially it's more of a big deal now compared to when it was back then. Right, he the was the, pro, because the Pro Bowl back then did matter. In two thousand and four, he was the runner-up defensive player of the year and the first team yeah. All Pro. At the so NCAA. I don't think you can be underrated if you're getting that kind of recognition. He listen but to Ferrier had listen to this. He had four interceptions that season, one hundred and thirteen yards in return yardage with a touchdown. He forced three fumbles. He had three sacks. He had ninety five combined tackles with nine tackles for a loss. Yeah, he was a beast. He's a beast out there. But where's that guy for the agree, Steelers now? You agree that Pro Bowls in the seventies carried a lot more weight than Pro yes, Bowls. Yes, of course they do. <clears throat> so are you going to push me back, or are you going to let me put James Ferrier on this list as the other inside linebacker? I like it. You know, let's get some modern let's get flavor some modern in here, guys right? in there. We we watch Farrier. Like I love Andy Russell, but, but I never until, watched him play. Until Farrier came along, the second best inside linebacker in the franchise's history was Andy Russell. All right, time to where move we? To the I mean, like, uh, no, sorry, no, go ahead. It was no, it's irrelevant because we're talking about Super Bowl teams. So what were you gonna say? Like, if the career finished rather than cut get cut short, where could have Shazier finished on mm. this list? You know. Mm. Yes, I think about that often. He was such like a was he player. was he really that good that yes? Well, no, 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 no. You don't know. I mean, the answer is yes, but you don't know where I'm gonna go. Was he that good that he could have been the difference maker for the team in 2017 when they lost to Jacksonville? 20. Well, he was there in 2016, but been the difference in 2021, possibly 2022. All those years since that he's gone down. He was hurt in 2017. 
for that Jacksonville game. I know, but I said the 2016 New England, he was there. He was there, yes, he was But 2017, he makes a a difference. I mean, he made a difference on the playoff run in 2016. He picked off, I think it was in the Chiefs game, Alex Smith for a big interception. Like, he's yes, yes. a great player. He was on track to be correct. And the Steelers have struggled to fill that position ever since his unfortunate tragedy happened. So, he could, I mean, you don't know, but he could have also gone down as one of the best players to wear the black and gold and never win a ring, but... He may have been that good that he could have helped them get there if he never got hurt. All right, let's talk about the cornerbacks. Obviously, number one's got to be Mel Blunt. I mean, that old cowboy hat wearing son of a gun. I mean, he's so the best in. He, he got a not, rule change. It's for not him. a question of cornerback because the cornerback is solidified, right? But I think the more interesting conversation: who's the best to ever play in the secondary for the Steelers? Because I think you got three guys. That are locks, and that's two safeties and a corner. You got Mel, you got Rod, you got Troy. Who are the two safeties? Sorry, two corners and a safety. Yeah, Rod did play safety, but towards the end of his yeah. career. Another yeah, two corners and a safety. Another one of the defensive player of the year award winners for the Steelers, Mel Blunt. Mm-hmm. Um, I, just. And guess I, what? You had so to have a rule change for him, and so was Rod, by the way. So like, yeah, right. You. Did he win it when he was a Steeler? Yeah, Rod Wilson well, was a Steeler. You, you, you don't get past the phrase, there's a rule change because of how physical Mel Blunt played the position of cornerback. Hall of Famer, Defensive Player of the Year, first team All-Pro a couple of times, second team All-Pro uh, the other times that he didn't make the first team All-Pro. Um, just a tremendous talent. So Mel Blunt, I think, is obvious. And then the next corner... Even though he was on the team that lost in the Super Bowl in the 90s, I still had to put Rod Woodson because he was amazing that year for that team. No, I'm telling you, it's the three best players to ever play in the secondary for the Steelers are are guys on a first-name basis, and that's Mel, Rod, and Troy. 1993, uh, Rod Woodson won the Defensive Player of the Year for the Steelers, and then in the 1994 season, he was the runner-up Defensive Player of the Year. Honestly, you could say the fourth-best guy, also on a first-name basis. Newest or not the newest Make member, <clears throat> newest member on the defensive side of the football for the Hall of Fame for the Steelers Ward, Steelers Hall. Minka, Donnie, you wouldn't go Minka. I'm going. I mean, Donnie's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, but Minka's like it. Like he's it, getting there. Listen, it's hard to do it because it's so early. But dude's been first first team All Pro for four of like five seasons. Like that's three three of or four, four seasons. That's yeah. Yeah, it's getting there. That's getting to what we're talking about with these guys. Yeah, this, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's getting there. But Donnie's already in the hall. And that's also why Donnie is on my list as a safety, yeah, too, it, because Minka hasn't played in a Super Bowl yet, whereas Donnie Shell has Also, won. that's a good point. We're, this, we have to keep remembering this is the Super Bowl team. So Donnie Shell is my one safety, and then, come on. Come on, who rounds it out at the other safety spot? I already named him like 10 times. Come on, it's Ryan Clark. (laughs) Oh, okay, all the love in the world to RC. No, RC was an amazing Robin for so many years on those teams. But Troy, I mean, the Tasmanian devil. I mean, the hair, yeah. My opinion, in my opinion, the second greatest Steelers defensive player to ever play in the NFL. Wow. Behind Joe Joe Green. Green. Wow. That's just my opinion. I mean, probably. 
Not even probably. He is my favorite Steeler that I've ever watched. Oh, the style of play is probably yeah. why I have that yeah. take. You're right, because he was so fun to watch. But, I mean, again, another player that won Defensive Player of the Year for this prestigious franchise. Multiple first-team All-Pros. And you know what helps? Multiple Super Bowl championships. You know what helps? He has the play. You got to have the play to help your case. He's, he's got, got like 80 it, plays. But he's got the one. The pick six of yeah. Flacco? yeah. But I also think of the jumping over the line and, and snagging Karen against Collins Tennessee, against yeah. the Titans. And yeah, I think of the shoestring catch against the Chargers where he – how did he get his fingers under that football to and pick off And he knew that one a couple of times. Yeah. Um, he has so many plays. And, and honestly, we need to remember that he should have had two playoff game-clitching interceptions in his career – because he was absolutely robbed in Indianapolis in 2005 when he caught it, I mean, rolled on the ground, then dropped the ball, ran up, and yeah. they called it an incomplete pass because, maybe the because worst of call, Peyton Manning. And maybe the worst call in NFL is So he could have had two. I'm not saying he was going to turn that one into a pick six like right. he did, but that's two game-sealing playoff wins because of interceptions from number 43. Uh, again, he's my favorite stealer that I've ever seen growing up on the defensive side of the ball, and in my opinion, my humble opinion, Second best Steelers defensive player of all time. And that is so hard to do. Again, he's my favorite player I've watched, offense or defense. Oh, he had an amazingly high bar to clear to get to that point, but I think he did it. I think he did it. Defensive coordinator is obviously Dick LeBeau. I mean, how do you get any better than that? And the head coach is a little tricky because we've got three of them in the modern era, and they've all had themselves a nice little ring in their pocket. It's tricky. Noel went to four. Cower went to two. Tomlin went to two, uh, one and one for Cower and Tomlin, four and zero oh for the Emperor. I think you pretty much have it I like settled that. at the that Emperor. point, right? That's what he was called. I like it. Are we gonna hit special teams at all? Oh, no? I like that. Okay, who's your kicker? Roy Gerilla, Gary just, Anderson. Just because they called him Gerilla's Gorillas. Well, was Gary Anderson on the '90s Super Bowl team? Yeah, but they lost. But yeah, he yeah. was on it, and he was better. He was better. He was really good. Uh, Jeff Reed. I'm going Jeffrey, just because it's the modern era. Two-time Super Bowl champion, Jeffrey. I'll go Jeffrey. Okay. I bet you the old heads out there want us to say Roy Gerilla, but I'm going to go with Jeffrey. Do we need to do punter? I can't even really remember who the punters were, honestly. I Josh I, Miller? I was Josh Miller one of the punters in 2005? No clue. I think Why it would was I, know that? I mean, like, I'm sorry. So we're just doing kickers. Punters though. are people too. I get that, but I just do not. I could not tell. All you. right, so we're just doing. So kicker. are you gonna say special teams coach Danny Smith? <laughs> Did he was he in one of the Super Bowls? I don't even know. Uh, Jeff Reed is our kicker. I was trying to think if there was any like return specialist for the Steelers that like really did a great job of returning kicks for them. Maybe Randall L. Randall L. was a pretty good punt returner. Yeah, for sure. I'd go Randall L. At that point, would you put? Uh, yeah. All right, we'll go Jeffrey Kicker, Randall I mean, Elk, return Antonio specialist. Brown was a return guy. That season he was, for sure. I'll go Randall Especially L. that season. I'll go Randall L, though, there. And then as far as the punter is concerned, we'll just put punter. We'll just say the punter was just a punter. Whoever you want. Whoever was punting the ball then, sure. Who was it? Sure. Chris Gardaki in 05, I think? I don't remember, man. I can't. I have a computer right in front of me, and it's just not worth it to look up because it's a stupid punter. Sorry. But I said what I said. 
If you missed any of our episodes today, don't worry. We got you covered. All of our episodes that we do here on the Steelers Standard, including other shows on the Steelers family of podcasts on SNR, like The Drive with Dale and Matt, uh, The Blitz with Wes and Motes, they're all available to download on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for giving us a listen today. It was a lot of fun coming up with the Steelers all-time Super Bowl team. When we come back later this week, it's a full-on breakdown of Eagles Chiefs in Super Bowl 57. He's Jacob Brecht. I'm Tom Opperman, and this has been the Steelers Standard. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.